This is Bloomberg Business Week with Carol Masser from Bloomberg Radio. Well, we are definitely living in a world where we are talking a lot more about our well-being, physical well-being, our mental well-being. And for many, the disruption of so-called normal lives has created a new batch of stresses and really put our mental health to the test. With that in mind, there's a new HBO documentary that looks at the minds of a specific group that exists in our population, basically asks, what makes killers kill? Yep, you heard that right. Let's bring in Oscar-winning filmmaker Alex Gibney. He's got a new documentary out. It's called Crazy Not Insane. Alex, of course, the filmmaker behind films familiar to our audience, including Enron, The Smartest Guys in the Room. He's done documentaries on WikiLeaks, Elliot Spitzer. He is founder of Jigsaw Pictures. And Alex joins us on the phone from New Jersey. Alex, welcome to Bloomberg Radio. Great to have you here. Great to be there, Carol. So I don't know if it's there or here, but wherever. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of how it works it's today. Time, right? yeah, <laughs> I yeah. totally get you. How are you, first of all? I'm fine. I'm good. Yeah, I'm 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 fine. All good. Thank you for asking. Well, you? I'm I'm doing well too, and glad to hear that uh, on your end. Um, I want to ask you before we kind of get into crazy, not insane. I mean, I do wonder though how your world has been impacted by the pandemic. We've talked to a lot of content creators, film heads of film studios that were shut down because of the virus. You know, they're now finding their way back under some new protocols uh, and kind of filming with zones and so on and so forth. But I'm curious for a documentary filmmaker, you know, how how is your world impacted, or were you able to do a lot kind of business as usual to some extent? It wasn't business as usual, but we were able to do a lot. I mean, we never really stopped shooting, mm. um, and uh, and we found ways of re- editing remotely. And we even pioneered. I mean, I uh, you know, myself and and two colleagues just finished a film about the you know federal response to COVID, totally under control, and we pioneered a new kind of camera called the COVID cam which enabled people to actually get a camera on their doorstep uh, and we could uh, remotely monitor it uh, via the via the web and no no human beings wow. in contact with each other yeah that's pretty wild is that that's not out yet is it it is it, it, oh, it, it came out me. it came out on it was on hulu um it still is on hulu uh, came out, but it it came out just before the election, around October fifteenth. All right, sorry, I've been a little distra- distracted because of the election. There's so, a lot going on. My, my apologies. So tell me about um, your documentary, Crazy Not Insane. I, to be fair, I've seen a trailer, so um, I've seen a little clip of it. A clip of it. You know, you follow the work of a, a notable psychiatrist who has assessed a number of high-profile killers like Ted Bundy, Mark David Chapman. Tell us a little bit about her and how you came to kind of do this documentary. Her name is Dorothy Otnow Lewis, and I came to her as part of research for a scripted project I'm doing with Laura Dern. Uh, mm. And Laura came to me with a notion of, of wanting to do something about psychiatrists whose job it is to examine uh, inmates on death row and determine whether they are sane enough to be executed. Um, and which is kind of a crazy idea uh, in and of itself. And so in, in doing research for that, I, I, I was looking for prototypes for this character and found uh, Dorothy. And Dorothy had written a book about her experiences, but um, she was a, a, a psychiatrist who, after studying juveniles for many, many years, stumbled into the world of testifying on behalf of usually defense attorneys, either in trials or for death penalty appeals. And, uh, and pioneering a new kind of research into 
the minds of killers uh, and trying to determine how and why. Well, not so much how, more why they kill. Right. Um, and, and so it, it became a kind of fascinating tour uh, through, um, through Dorothy's work, who is a kind of detective of the mind. I mean, I, I don't want to give it all away because I want people to go watch it. But I mean, what was she like? I mean, this is this is kind of interesting. I mean, the subject matter is just fascinating. But I'm curious what she was like and and um, in terms of the process of her going about this. I mean, this is pretty gruesome stuff. It is gruesome stuff. And, and when you meet her, I mean, Dorothy is a sort of a bubbly lady. She's now over 80. Yeah. But she's still full of energy and vitality as a sort of... Um, mischievous glint in her eye. What was that? There's a, a line of a novel. Uh, he was born with a gift for laughter and a sense that the world was mad. That's Dorothy Lewis. And, uh, and, and, and so she has fun. She has these hairless cats, but she's at her desk, which is a, a, a table in her living room. She's surrounded by an ocean of papers. Um, and she's uh, just, a, you know, one of the most curious people I've ever met, but she's curious in this peculiar area of trying to understand human violence. And that's mm-hmm. led her certainly down some very dark paths and indeed led her into some chambers with people like Ted Bundy, um, you know, alone, uh, serial killers between her and the door with only her persuasive powers as a psychiatrist to, pro- to protect her. Right. You know, I do wonder, um, Alex, and I want to go back to, you mentioned your documentary on COVID, Totally Under Control. And I was just talking with um, one of our news anchors, Doug Krisner, and, you know, we were talking about, it's kind of staggering in the face of all the evidence, the scientific medical evidence that's out there about the virus. You know, I'm curious in doing this documentary, why you think that people are having such a hard time believing in the virus and even leading up to the election and even after Donald Trump had the virus, he had a lot of supporters still and thinking he was doing a good job at it. Well, there are two separate things. I mean, one is he was uh, he was trying very hard to convince his followers and you'd almost have to call him followers that the virus wasn't really that real or that dangerous, even though we now know he knew it was. Um, but the doing a good job, that's the part I have a harder time understanding. If anybody watches totally under control, you will see forensically exactly how bad a job he did. You couldn't, between him and Jared Kushner, you couldn't imagine anybody doing a worse job if they had actually tried. Um, so that's just a matter of competence. I mean, utterly incompetent. And as a result, you know, what are we at? Two hundred thirty-five thousand dead now. Right, right. Um, and counting. And we compare we compare the United States with South Korea, which uh, discovered their first COVID positive patient on the same day, January twentieth. But South Korea moved very quickly to contain the virus. Never had to shut down its economy, and uh, it's a it's a country of fifty-one million people. Uh, to date, less than five hundred people have died. So you know, you it can be done. You just have to. Be disciplined about it. You have to have a government that believes in science. You have to have a government that believes in taking steps to protect its people and to engage all its citizens uh, in trying to fight the virus instead of trying to fight each other. You know, Alex, one thing I, I do wonder, and I mentioned kind of coming in, you know, your latest documentary, Crazy Not Insane, and you're taking a look at serial killers, but you've done, you know, documentaries on Enron. You've done them on WikiLeaks. You've done them on the history of the rock group, The Eagles. Uh, you've done them on a lot of different subjects. How do you 
like decide what to to work on? Is it just something you come across? Is it kind of random? Like when Laura Dern, who we've talked to on our air too, and you know, fascinating, you have these conversations and you can go a lot of different places. Is it just you kind of run into something accidentally or I don't know, what's your approach? It, it's all, it differs all the time. I mean, what do they say? Luck is where opportunity meets a prepared <laughs> mind. Right. So sometimes I just get lucky. Um, but sometimes I go seeking something. Um, <laughs> in this case, you know, I wasn't intending necessarily to make a documentary, but I, I just became so interested in Dr. Lewis and also Dr. Lu- uh, also Dorothy's. She had these videotapes mm-hmm. of her examinations of, of a number of serial killers. Uh, and those were pretty compelling, particularly because a number of them have um, dissociative identity disorder, what we used to call multiple personality disorder. And you can see people switch uh, from personality yeah. to personality in the middle of the examination. So that was pretty interesting stuff. And, and, and so I realized, well, that's a, that could be a film there. And, and usually I have a number of films on the boil at any particular time. Right. And we'll advance them a little bit to see if there's more to be done and 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 if it seems like there is then we'll push forward i would imagine in a lot of these documentaries like there are so many rabbit holes like this happens to me all the time somebody says something and all of a sudden i'm going down a rabbit hole and i'm lost for a long time but i would just think even coming across those films right and watching her do her examinations you could just kind of probably watch them for hours to some extent because it's kind of fascinating and just you know kind of understanding how she works and how she is trying to understand this you know group of people and what the commonalities are well, right, and and what she ultimately ends up understanding is that uh, a deep dive into serial killers, or even just plain old murderers, as she calls them, you know, actually takes us to a kind of a universal place, and that is childhood, because mm-hmm. you know, basically, her unified field theory is you, you'll get an incredibly violent person if you have a mixture of frontal lobe damage. That is to say, she would say cutting the reins on the horse, so you know, not so much um, you know pull on the limbic system to keep. Uh, keep relentless urges from from acting out. And then usually some kind of terrible physical or sexual abuse as a child, mm. um, and which, which often is what leads to these multiple personalities. And if you have a combination of those two things, you usually get, or you don't mm. always get, but if you look at a murder, you almost always find a combination of those two things. Not everybody who has that combination ends up as a murderer. I was flipping it around. Right, right. It's not necessarily, you check the boxes and it's, you know, the causality or you're going to lead to that. Hey, one thing before we go, um, we are often fascinated here at Bloomberg just about kind of the financial aspect of making films. And I know we've talked with a lot of minorities that's sometimes hard to get money. And I do wonder... Is it still hard for you or because you have won awards, you're noted, you're known, um, you know, you've done projects that people know of, you've got a proven track record, you know, so when it comes to funding and support, is it easily there or does it take work? It always takes work. Oh, I wow. mean, it's easier. Um, and, and, and if you have a reputation, a body of work, it's easier. But I can tell you like five projects I've had turned down this year. Uh, that I that I would have liked to have done, but but wasn't able to get the financing for. So it always takes hard work. That never stops. And what about though? Okay, so you got to work on that. But I do also wonder: is it easier to find places to distribute? You know, one of the major themes this year has been: look at all the streaming service. I mean, there's just so much content in demand. Has that side of the the formula been a little bit easier? It is. Yeah. I mean, um, there, and, and particularly for documentaries per se, 
documentaries, at least sort of independent documentaries, um, uh, you know, had a hard time being financed uh, back in the day. Now there are many outlets for it. And the good news is that as opposed to the battle days of commercials, though there are some commercial networks you still work for. Yeah. But, you know, generally you're, you're selling uh, a film to a viewer rather than renting a viewer. Uh, with a film, you know, for a, on behalf of an advertiser. Yeah. So that is far more satisfying, and I think it's led to better and better films. Well, this was a lot of fun. Thank you so much. Good luck um, with your latest documentary, Crazy Not Insane. We're talking with Alex Gibney. Alex, thank you so much. He's founder of Jigsaw Pictures, uh, award-winning director, and as we mentioned, uh, his new documentary, Crazy Not Insane, making its debut on HBO. That's happening on Wednesday, November 18th at 9 p.m. Wall Street time.